0: When we enter herein with all humility and a deeper need of understanding, we allow the Almighty Mothers to enter into this circle by the entrance of an eternal happiness, of a divine prosperity, of a perfect joy, of an abundant charity, and of an eternal salutation. Let all the demons fly from this space, especially those who are opposed unto this work. We allow the fierce openers of the way sent by the divine ones to assist and protect this circle, denying entry to discord and strife. Magnify and extend our capacity for revelation, O mighty mothers, as we walk in truth and righteousness in your most sacred names, and bless our conversation and our assembly. Sanctify, O mothers, our humble entry herein. You, the blessed and holy ones of eternal ages. Let's dig a little deeper and see what Dennis James Watson has to say about the customs and mores of the Scythians. You know me; I like to dive right in. So let's do that. We can begin our inquiry by referring to the Olivets to see how whites came to be called Scythians. The name Scythians, which their enemies gave to them, signified on the contrary, the impure ones, the reprobates. It came from the word "cuth" or "scuth," applied to all things which one sets aside or which repels one or which one repels. It designated properly spittle, it was by this offensive word that the black race characterized the white on account of the color of spittle. He goes on to give a mythology of the Skinsians. And remember, that is a part of our heritage, given stories and symbols to interpret this world. The problem we have is using the symbols someone else imposed on us instead of Sankofaring, if that's the word, what our ancestors gave to us so we can move forward. As a matter of fact, we can move forward by leaps and bounds if we can rid ourselves of the plague of white culture. We do not have to rid ourselves of the people. Because let's face it, we have friends, we have family members from all what we call races. But what we want to do is break free from this addiction. No longer be victims of Stockholm Syndrome. Let's go on to what Herodotus had to say about the Scythians. And remember, when the white race ignores or is hateful towards anything or anybody that promotes anything other than their lies, you need to pay attention to it. They call Herodotus the father of lies. and if you read Herodotus you will understand why he did not promote the white race and he reported much of what he saw could he have embellished of course so Herodotus says on climate the whole district whereof we have discovered has winters of exceeding rigor during eight months the frost is so intense that water poured upon the ground does not cause mud, but if a fire be lighted on it, mud is produced, the sea freezes, and the chimerian, bosphorus, is frozen over. At that season, the Scythians who dwell inside the trench make warlike expeditions upon the ice, and even drive their wagons across to the country of the Sundeans. Such is the intensity of the cold during eight months out of the twelve, and even in the remaining four the climate is still cool. The character of winter, likewise, is unlike that of the same season in any other country. For at that time, when the rains ought to fall in Scythia, there is scarcely any rain worth mentioning, while in summer it never gives over raining and thunder, which elsewhere is frequent then. in Scythia is unknown in that part of the year, coming only in summer, when it is very heavy. Thunder in wintertime is there accounted a prodigy. As also are earthquakes, whether they happen in winter or summer, horses bear the winter well cold as it is, but mules and asses are found to endure the cold, while horses, if they stand still, are frostbitten. Imagine being cold. Most of the year. Or in some type of weather. That. Is frightening to you. Most of the year. Who tries to control. The weather. But I guarantee you. If you pay attention to your emotions. And that which is happening to melanated people. And follow the weather patterns. You will know who works with nature whether they are aware of it or not it's not about control it's about cooperation imagine being cold and possibly hungry and terrified of the animals around you for most of the year and remember that these scythians of today still hold grudges relating to this. Begin to understand, to release yourself, not to hate them, but to understand, to release yourself from bondage. On war and what concerns war, their customs are the following. The Scythian soldier drinks the blood of the first man he overthrows in battle. Whatever number he slays, he cut off their heads and carries them to the king. Since he is thus entitled to a share of the booty, whereto he forfeits all claims if he does not produce a head. In order to strip the skull of his covering, he makes a cut round the head above the ears and lay hold of the scalp shakes the skull out, then with the rib of an ox, scrapes the scalp clean of flesh and softening it by rubbing between the hands, uses it thenceforth as a napkin. The skint is proud of these scalps and hang them from his bridal rein. The greater the number of such napkins that a man can show, the more highly is he esteemed among them. Many make themselves cloaks by sewing a quantity of these scalps together. Others flay the right arm of the dead enemies and make of the skin, which is stripped off with the nails hanging to it, a covering for their quivers. Some even flay the entire body of their enemy and, stretching it upon a frame, carry it out with them wherever they ride. Such are the skintian customs with respect to scalps and skin." From this, we can easily recognize how whites brought their ancient habits to the American Indian Wars and propagandized the Indians as being the scalpers in their history books and movies. Anytime the white culture, movie industry, history books are saying what people did or what were or are the customs of certain civilizations, that are negative, you must turn that around and assume that it is their customs that they are talking about. Cannibalism, rape, murder, and scalping. I have seen it time and time again with this group of people. They project onto other people their behaviors. we're going to unmask these people and you can see that they are modern day barbarians. And by trying to be like them, we are upholding this system that should have already fallen. On worship, they worship only the following gods, namely Vesta, Whom they reverence beyond all the rest, Jupiter and Tellus, who they consider to be the wife of Jupiter. After these, Apollo, Celestia, Venus, Hercules, and Mars. These gods are worshipped by the whole nation. This is another key element, which I have also found researching these beings who I call mankind. They Worshipped the goddess. Although their culture was basically homosexual in nature, they revered the goddess first. They have since been trying to get away from this or worship her in secret as the Black Mary in Rome, but initially they worship the goddess and you have to ask well why did they do that and you will begin to unravel their origin someone had to teach them to worship the goddess on la mota buena or marijuana use the scythians as i have said take some of this hemp seed and creeping under the felt coverings throw it upon the red hot stones, immediately it smokes and give out such a vapor as no Grecian vapor bath can exceed. The skins delighted, shout for joy, and this vapor serves them instead of a water bath, for they never by any chance wash their bodies with water. The Moors tried one last time and before they were kicked out. For the most part, even during the 20th century, the doctors couldn't figure out why their patients were dying. They needed to wash their hands between patients killing them because they weren't practicing sanitation. We get these ideas, these people, because they keep feeding us their upper class, the best of them, but even Their best had filthy practices. Start looking deeply on nationalism. Herodotus relates two stories of Scythian kings who were put to death for adopting foreign customs, that is, the habits of civilization. Hoffner has said the Americans are poor haters in international affairs because of their innate feeling of support. Of superiority over all foreigners. This can be seen in the hostility that the UN receives in the American press, writing the black Chinese and others out of American history, the internment of the Japanese in prison camps during World War II and so on. On guerrilla warfare, the Scythians indeed have in one respect and that's the very most important of all those who fall under man's control, showing themselves wiser than any nation on the face of the earth. Their custom otherwise are not much that I admire. The one thing of which I speak is a contrivance whereby they make it impossible for the enemy who invades them to escape destruction while they themselves are entirely out of reach unless it pleases them to engage with him, having neither cities or forts, and carrying their dwellings with them wherever they go, accustomed moreover, one and all of them to shoot from horseback and living not by husbandry but on their cattle, their wagons, the only horses that they possess, how can they fail of being unconquerable and unassailable? They're more stationary now, but Do you understand, and as we move to the present-day Scythians, I will reiterate that wherever they went over the land, they were not bringing civilization. They were actually uncivilizing people. When Europeans spread out, I'm talking about white Europeans, they were putting out their criminals. The worst of the worst. They were not these people that you have an image of. These wealthy people or these pilgrims or saintly people. These people were some of the worst criminals. Australia received the worst of the worst criminals. And a lot of them were like animals. They were still barbarians. They are just better dressed now. Please read Animal Farm. It's a short read, and if you can't read it, watch a cartoon they have on the animal farm, and you will get an idea of how you can have more, but you're still just basically an animal in a suit. And all the trickery that goes along with you having more. goes on to talk about the different tribes. And if you want to read more about Herodotus, it's readily available, it's public domain. On physique and appearance. For stature, they are tall, but of a sweaty and pale complexion, red-haired not only naturally, but when they endeavor, they can to make it redder by art. They often wash their hair in a water boiled with lime and turn it backward from their forehead to the crown of their head and thence to their very necks that their faces may be more fully seen so that they look like satyrs and hobgoblins. At mealtime, they all sit, not upon seats, but upon the ground and instead of carpets, spread wolves or dog skins under them. On religious belief, for the opinion of Pythagoras prevails among them that men's souls are immortals and that there is transmigration of them into other bodies after a certain time they live again. Evidently, as barbarians, the whites knew more of religion than they do now. Incidentally, there was a black priesthood who ministered to the spiritual and religious needs of the whites of ancient Europe. These men were called the Druids and their influence of the whites was destroyed by the Romans. Much has been said of the Druids but never that they were black. This is elucidated in a scholarly work by an Englishman named Godfrey Higgins. His text is called the Celtic Druids. Rome does a huge crime by hiding many of the ancient works it has stolen what was not destroyed is is pretty much hidden and a lot of it is hidden in Rome and you can see if you look at some of the pictures in the catacombs ancient blacks wake up people this was a melanated planet reconnect with the planet and it will connect with you you will know what to do. You can disconnect yourself from the octopus. The many armed being that draws energy from you for its own purpose. It does not merely siphon energy from you and reuse it and bring it back to you in a different form. No, it takes, 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 takes till you are depleted. On sexual practices though they have very beautiful women among them from their point of view of course they little value their private society but are transported with raging lust to the filthy act of sodomy and lying upon the ground on beast skin spread up under them they tumble together and that which is most abominable is that without any sense of shame or regard or to their reputation they will readily prostitute their bodies to others upon every occasion and they are so far from looking upon it as a fault that they judge it as a mean and dishonorable thing for any thus caressed to refuse a favor offered them. It brings to mind one of those sayings from a country I can't name right now that says that And this is from a so-called highly religious country that uh, women are for babies, men are for pleasure. This also brings to mind disease. You have a so-called intelligent black man being used, letting the system use him to say that the uh, indigenous people are the ones who have syphilis because we are intelligent people we will say okay what is syphilis and we will understand that you can get a cold sore while ever having sex there are different strains of herpes some of which are sexually transmitted as for syphilis the same can be said what the white Europeans brought to the world was sexually transmitted syphilis we're not going to let people play with our heads and a lot of those diseases came from sodomy with men and beasts Do you understand why the mere presence of these people brought death to indigenous people all over the planet? The filth, the smell. Sometimes people would cave just for looking at these people because they were so terrifying to look at. Their practices, they had no limits. They had no qualms about rape and sodomy. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. These sodomy is not an Ethiopian, it's not a melanated practice. It was and is forbidden. You are accepting it because you want. The things that their culture offers. But look at some of your men they are promoting now on health practices for though they are very nice and curious in their diet they have the horrid and filthy practice to wash their bodies over with urine and rub their very teeth with it which is counted a certain means of health to their bodies. When we get to the book called Dirt, you'll see that some of these practices of filth continued to recent times. And I will even point out that the love of filth still continues and I'll show you what I mean by that. And by filth, I mean feces. As we conclude this session, we know that we are whole and complete.